Sports Nation. Our Vegas party hits Friday at the Orleans Arena. Simulcast number two at the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. BYU Basketball Assistant Coach Mark Pope joins us live. How he sizes up the quarterfinals and a third matchup with LMU. Plus, the man responsible for the greatest play in BYU football history. A baseball no-hitter and the All-American everyone should be talking about. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, March 7th, I'm Spencer Linton. To my left sits a man who can country line dance with the best of them. That's not true. That is not true. Why do you deny things? Wherever and however you may be joining us, great to have you with us for our simulcast sequel. It's Friday, Jerem. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We don't have the rights on TV to play that anymore, so we just have to sing it. The only bad thing about going simulcast (laughs) is we lose Montel Jordan. And even then, that's fine. But it's okay. We'll just sing it. You can hold hold down the fort on that line. Thank you. Unlike country landings. (laughs) Two initial (laughs) thoughts. BYU no-hitter Colton Mahoney tosses a no-no against Nickel State in Louisiana. How awesome is that? The seventh in BYU history. Fantastic. Also made the top ten on SportsCenter. We'll tell you what number later. Secondly, I got way too much attention for my makeup during yesterday's broadcast. Like, it, it got a little out of control. I had people tweeting at me, rosy, it's, it's, rosy cheeks. It's cute. Why does Spencer have an orange hue on his face? Really? Did I look like that guy? The guy that fake tans with the orange hue on my cheeks? I guess. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Devin Mahina, BYU football player. His wife, Lindsay Mahina, apparently is a makeup specialist. Yeah. She got involved in the conversation somewhere and was you, like, well, I need to see this guy. Can, can I help him out? Like, like, I legitimately need makeup help. Listen, you're a guy wearing white pants right now. I'm just going <laughs> to say you're wearing white pants. It's a white pants Friday. Is it? It, is a, it is a white pants no Friday. No one else got the memo. Whatever, man. <laughs> one th- at Hobo Seed on Twitter, just say this. Spencer, just... You just can't have red cheeks in, in reference to Utah. Okay. So fa- fair, fair, enough. fair enough. I'd rather be orange than, than red, right? Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever. And start your opinion sharing with today's Twitter question. What is your bold BYU prediction for this weekend? That could be basketball-related, volleyball, rugby has a rematch with St. Mary's tomorrow in Southfield. Whatever you want. Weigh in using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. Jeremy and I will tell you what our bold predictions are a little bit later. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. Listen to the rebroadcast weekdays, 7 Eastern. We are simulcast, of course, on BYU TV live every day from here on out. You can watch that show live on BYU TV starting at 10 Mountain, noon Eastern. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for a Friday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Peaking. The challenge is at this time of year to get a lot of guys on your roster playing their best because it's hard to ride one guy through the postseason. BYU basketball. Let's go all the way back to late December. This is a dark time. Eight and seven. They're 8-7. and seven. At that point, they're the most head-scratching, notable basketball team in the country. They're the team that lost to Iowa State by two, that gave UMass a run, that beat Stanford, that beat Texas. 112 at Stanford. Then they started the new year, 13-3 and three in the year 2014. 
What matters in college basketball is you play well as the season progresses, as you close the season. That's the goal for everybody, right? Get better. Get hot, play well in your conference tournament, get into the big dance, do some damage. That's what it's all about. And BYU is peaking right now as they head into the conference tournament. And I really like what Dave Rose said, which is it's hard to uh, ride a guy all the way to the end of the year. Tyler Hawes is one of the best players in the country. He is. He's a top five scorer. He's been fantastic. He will pass Jimmer, barring injury, at BYU as the all-time leading scorer. Now, to rely on him, I think, is a dangerous thing. But BYU has not done that. Anson Winder led BYU in scoring against Gonzaga. A guy like Nate Austin pulls down a bunch of boards and hits five critical free throws at San Diego. Uh, Skyler Halford's proven to be a weapon at times throughout the season. Kyle Collinsworth could go for 20 at any moment. I think if BYU has a good thing going in that they have multiple offensive weapons and they have never played better this season until now. They're peaking. They're the team this to beat. This is the perfect time. Yes, they've won 7 of 8, like you said, 13 and 3 in the last 16. They are 8-1 and one in the back nine of conference play. And when's the last time you felt like, and Jimmer's senior year, San Diego State was still, still a threat, you felt like BYU has a legitimate chance to win the conference tournament for the first time since 01? I can't tell it's you. It's been may- a while. May- maybe 2001. Maybe it's been since then when I was like, yeah, they, they can probably win the conference tournament. With the Jimmer team you f- in 10-11, you felt like, okay, they've got a good shot, but San Diego State is a notable foe. Well, listen to the, some of the things you just said. There's no San Diego State. Nate Austin set, made five free throws. Against San Diego, five for five. Big free throws. You, Kyle Collinsworth hits a three at the end. I mean, you <laughs> always done it in different ways, which is healthy. So the Cougars getting it done, absolutely. Nate Austin, Anson Winder, he's the hometown kid. He's going to have a lot of people here. I get the feeling that he might just be the Y factor. He got an overwhelming response yesterday when he asked who is going to be the BYU basketball Y factor. Anson Winder came back probably as the winner on social media. Let, oh, and by the way, Joe Lunardi, he. He's, he's all about BYU peaking right now. Seventh to last team in as of yesterday. And Joe Lenardi brings us to the countdown to kickoff. Or countdown Connecticut. to Connecticut. <laughs> 13. What are you doing? Joe Lenardi says BYU is going to play Connecticut. What are in you the, doing? In the second no. round game. So 13 days until BYU against UConn. <sighs> that just feels wrong. All right, let's do the football one. Let's go. Countdown <laughs> to Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 175. Milestone day. Much 175 better. until Much Friday, better. August 29th at UConn. That one's guaranteed. BYU probably not playing UConn. But funny that, that yeah. Joe Leonardo had him playing yeah. Connecticut. And if that was true, it would be 13 Two days. countdowns. Still 175. A landmark day. We are just around the corner from football. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. No hitter. BYU baseball and the word no-hitter in the same sentence. Thanks to one Colton Mahoney against Nichols State last night. Awesome. He throws a no-no. Walk to 11 strikeouts, complete game. Of course, no hits. BYU had no errors. And here's a look at the final out. It took one of those nervous throws from the catcher down the first baseline, but they got it done, and then he is swarmed by his teammates on the field. The seventh no-hitter in BYU history. When's the last time BYU threw a no-hitter? It's been a long time. Stat of the day right now. Let's do it. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do my Carlton dance. <laughs> 25. It's been 25 years <laughs> since the last no-hitter at BYU. John De Silva, oh. 1989 against Colorado State. That courtesy of Ralph Zobel, the baseball sports information director. 89? 1989. So Colton Were you Mahoney, even born yet? Yeah, 83, uh, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, Great stuff from Colton Mahoney. So here's the bigger picture with baseball. Tuesday, 
Mike Littlewood, the head coach, comes on BYU Sports Nation. What does BYU do that night? They wear the Royal Blues. They crush the Fighting Pac-12s, 20 to 3. <laughs> and BYU uh, continues their win streak. They're now on a five-game win streak. They were one and eight. Now they've won five in a row. They have a no-no. And Sports Center's top ten. It was number three. Last what, night. What Nicely can, done. What can BYU Sports Nation karma do for all of you? Get you on Sports Center, apparently. As number three. <laughs> But wow, I mean, 25 years. That's really cool that, that, is. that happened last night. And keep the winning going. Five-game win streak. Love it. They were 1-8. and eight. I mean, we asked Mike Littlewood, how do you keep your team motivated when you're 1-8? When you're and eight? And he said, you honestly, play Seattle. it's that been helps. really hard. But they win three against Seattle. They smoke Utah, or the Fighting Pac-12s. And then they throw a no-hitter against Nichols State. 6-8 and eight feels a lot better than 1-8 as you approach West Coast Conference play. Yeah, and hopefully this isn't the peak moment of the season for BYU baseball. Hopefully there are bigger and better moments. Which, by the way, next weekend, baseball on BYU TV. San Diego in town. Huge matchup on the, next weekend. Congrats, Colton Mahoney. 11 strikeouts, no hits, two walks away from a perfect game. Let's scan the rest of BYU Sports Nation's beat for... Some more news. Tyler Haas, younger brother and BYU signee TJ Haas, sets a record for Lone Peak High School last night. Think about, think about all the great players that have come out of Lone Peak thus far that have played at BYU. Points. He scores 42 points, something that Jackson Emery never did. Tyler Haas. Nope. Eric Sam Nita. Burgess. No, Sam Burgess did Nick not Nick Emery. Tyler, uh, uh, TJ Haas, by the way, he'll compete with BYU starting in the 2016-17 season after a mission to France. How excited are you He's for the 2016-2017 season? Very. Yeah. TJ Haas is hoping to win a fourth state championship, by the way. Who wins four state titles? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 5A. You run Utah. the table from ninth grade until 12th grade. That is, that's incredible. From freshman to senior year, you win the state title every single year. He hit a 30-footer at the buzzer, apparently, during that game with uh, the third-quarter buzzer or something against Bing or maybe the halftime buzzer. Yeah. And he hit a buzzer beater to win a game earlier in the season. The guy's money. It's going to be awesome. He, he, he looks like the guy on the court where he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just better than you. He's, I'm better than you. If, when you look, he's not your first pick, I'll tell you that. If you're just lining guys up and you're going to pick like, who's the baller in the gym, he's not the guy, but he is fantastic. So 2016-17 will be good. He gets the ball, and he, and he knows you, you cannot stop me. That's, that's how he plays. You're, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to score. And he goes for 42 last night. Also, ESPN's Seth Greenberg, the guy who named Matt Carlino Maddie Basketball after the Stanford game, they go for 112. He ranks Tyler Hawes as the third best player in a non-major conference. And you might say, well, is, is, is that that great? Doug McDermott has to be at the top of that list, right? And he's probably going to win College Basketball Player of the Year. Yeah, He's Tyler, probably going to win the Naismith Award. Tyler Hawes is legit. And uh, two days ago... ESPN Sean Farnham came on this show and said that people, BYU fans specifically, need to appreciate Tyler Haas the same way they did Jimmer Fredette. Now, Jimmer had, there won't be the idoldom, or as became maybe apparent to some people, the false idol worship and that whole drama. But with Tyler Haas, he's, he's a consistent scorer. Jimmer averaged 16 a game as a, a sophomore, then he elevated junior and then even more senior. But appreciate Tyler Haas is the point. Appreciate what Tyler Haas Certainly. has done and will do. How long did it take to break Danny Ainge's scoring record? 30 years? Tyler Haas is probably going to break Jimmer's record three years after? That is unbelievable. So, yeah, I appreciate Tyler Haas. What is your bold BYU prediction for this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's winter time. Of, co- of course, this first tweet is going to be about this. At Kevin Nixon 33 former BYU basketball player. What's up, Kevin? White pants? 
Out of tune, Montel Jordan. Out of tune? <laughs> what? Country line dancing? You guys are in rare form for this simulcast. Out of tune? <laughs> oh. oh, let's do another one. That was good. At Young Tim 32. My bold prediction is that Anson Winder will be our leading scorer tomorrow. The hometown kid. Bishop Gorman High School. Why not? Why not? It could happen. And he he's playing really confident right now. So rare that a player isn't starting and then becomes a starter late in the season in the biggest game of the year and is the leading scorer. And now he's playing in his hometown. I, I think he could be a big factor this weekend. You know why I'm feeling really good today? You're One, wearing white pants. Yes, exactly. I've got my white pants. I've got my white pants on. <laughs> Great skit. Jimmy yes, Fallon, yes uh, it is. What has John <laughs> Beck, former BYU quarterback, hero from the 2006 Beck to Harleen Miracle, what has he done to help Taysom Hill improve? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out up on the third floor. Does this make you nervous? No. By the way, Gonzaga's women's basketball team just took the floor behind us uh, to shoot. They are the number one seed. They have won 10 consecutive regular season championships. I think maybe somebody may tweet in and just say that BYU, as a bold prediction, wins the West Coast Conference Tournament. I'm just going to say it. In men and women's. Yeah. The two seed on, in, on both sides. That would be bold. By the way, today on BYU TV, the women's quarterfinals from the WCC Tournament begin starting at 3 Eastern. We've got four games headlined by number 2 BYU versus number 10 Pepperdine at 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's an interesting game. Pepperdine is uh, the 10 seed. They're, it, it's the same 2-10 matchup that the, the men's team will have with LMU. They have a girl named Iashushtari that I put mean, up 30 points yesterday. A couple of the shots done. she made, a little behind the back step back 3 with the left hand. I was like, wow, that's that's a big-time Division One college basketball play right there. To me, there. it's not that interesting because I think BYU will win the game by 15. Do you think they're going to win by 15? They did the first two games. Only in the 15? regular season. 17-plus. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you'd go 17 there. 17-plus. <laughs> what is your bold prediction for BYU basketball this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN and keep your tweets coming in. Jeremy, what's your bold prediction for BYU? Besides 17-plus for the women today against Pepperdine. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Yeah. What Can do I, you think? You know, I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Hoswell moonwalk on the floor on wait, Tuesday. Wait, on, it's for this weekend. It's not for Tuesday. Well, it can, it can be for the, the tournament. Fine. I'll allow it. Now you're ch- you, will, you own I, the – okay. I own – yes, I do. I'm going to say that BYU men's volleyball goes and beats Long Beach State on the road. Ooh. Number two BYU versus number three Long Beach State. The Cougars continue their winning ways and win at number three Long Beach State. Huge match. We're going to talk to Taylor Sander later in the program. They haven't lost since Chicago. They started 0-2. They've lo- oh, that's right. They lost one more time. They've lost one more time, but they've won 12 of 13. They're playing well. Number two team in the country. Okay, they beat Long Beach State on the road. I like that. Will you allow me to finish my thought before you so rudely interrupted me? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I predict that Tyler Haas will score a lot, and they'll beat LMU, obviously, but BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament for the first time since 2001, and he indeed, to his word, like he told us on BYU Sports Nation yesterday, moonwalks center floor on the West Coast Conference sticker. That's going to happen. That is my bold prediction. Okay. Put a stamp on it. We are watching Gonzaga's women's basketball team warm up. They will play later today. 
John Beck, BYU quarterback, former NFL guy, the man who's responsible for the greatest play in BYU football history. That, according to our Top 50 Football Play show on BYU TV Sports, is back on BYU Sports Nation. John, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, guys. BYU football into spring practice, and the news around town is that you've been working with Taysom Hill. What are you doing to work with Taysom to help him improve his already impressive game? Uh, well, you know, Taysom, uh, Taysom reached out to me, and um, he knew that, that I was doing some stuff with uh, Tom House out of L.A., and obviously, you know, Taysom's throwing is the thing that he's trying to improve on. We are, you know, we've already been able to witness how amazing of a runner he is, and he knows that there's room for improvement in the passing game. So we've just, you know, met on a few occasions, um, had some opportunities to go over just some mechanical things, kind of uh, some things that will help help him free up his throwing motion, different things that, you know, really is what accuracy is all about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have arms, arm talent, but uh, there, there's a difference between arm talent and accuracy. And accuracy is something that you got to work on, you got to build. There's a mechanics that go in there, um, almost, you know, a science to it. So... That's really what we're working on with Taysom. Former Mountain View High School quarterback John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. John, uh, you talked about the mechanics with Taysom. It appears that he has a strong enough arm, but that the tweak of the mechanics would be the difference. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, Taysom's a really good uh, thrower. He's got a a great arm on him. Uh, He's very skilled at what he does. Uh, You know, at this level, the higher up you go in levels, the difference between somebody that's, you know, complete in 55 and 60 is so small. The difference between 60 and 65 is so small. Some of it comes down to just basically like decision making, and that's something that his quarterback coach will work on him with. And I'm sure just him being able to get more time under under his belt as far as being the quarterback, being in that scenario, of making decisions, getting to know the offense a little bit better. Even if I didn't even work with him, Taysom will improve this year just from gaining more experience. But what we're trying to do is okay, with that experience, then how can we take his throwing ability to the next level? And it's just minor things when it comes to accuracy. John Beck, former BYU quarterback, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. John, you're, you're talking highly of Taysom's game, and rightly so. Sporting News ranked him the number 15 college football player in all of America entering his junior season. Is he a guy that by the end of his BYU career could have some legitimate Heisman Trophy hype? Yes, I think it's no, I mean, in my opinion, it, it's going to happen because the amount of offensive output that Taysom has, um, it's, uh, he, he will be on those lists. I don't think it's a if, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to happen. You just, you know, when you, when you have that much offensive output, one player, um, it's going to happen because it's, it's insane the amount of plays that that one person is running. Uh, it's insane the amount of, offensive yardage that he puts out week in and week out so when you have a player doing that you have to respect it you have to put that as a Heisman candidate um you know uh Tim Tim Tebow what he did was yardage you know he ran and he threw for a ton how did Johnny Menzel get it he ran and he threw for a ton um and Marcus Mariota the guy up at Oregon same exact thing ran and Jordan Lynch nowadays with what these quarterbacks do the offensive output that they're that they're doing, I mean, it's it's what teams ten years ago, it's what a team would do in a game, and now it's all being done by one player. 
Former Miami Dolphins second-round draft pick uh, John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. It helps when you win, too. You get noticed when you win, and you saw that your junior year. You put up a bunch of yards. BYU went 6-6, six and six, got back to a bowl game. But it was that senior year, 11 wins. You got a third-team mention, I believe, in Sports Illustrated for All-American. If BYU can win 10 or 11 ga- games this year with a, a little bit of an easier schedule than last year, going into a senior year, he could actually do some stuff. What do you expect out of BYU this season, by the way, John? Well, you know, I know what it's like to be in a situation where you bring in a new offense and you're having to learn learn the scheme, learn the players, learn how it works, and you're a young player as well. You know, those things all factor in. So I think from an offensive standpoint, I can't speak defensively because I don't know the scheme over there. I'm not familiar with exactly what they have going on, but I just know from an offensive standpoint, anytime you make a change, it takes time to get comfortable with it. The only time that you see a change happen and there's immediate success, usually it's because there's a lot of experience already on that side of the ball, meaning you can switch schemes, and if you have a lot of seniors or juniors with a lot of experience, they can make it work because they can rely on experience. But when you are making changes and the people involved in those changes don't have the experience to back it up, they then need to gain that experience. And it's a progression, and that's why we you know, I always hear the word with quarterbacks, how they have to, there's a progression that has to go on. There's a development. It's the same with an offense. So I think from an offensive standpoint, you're going to see all the experience that they got last year in this offense really come to help them be far more consistent heading into this football season. Former BYU quarterback John Beck on with BYU Sports Nation. Speaking of changes, you just had a big one in your life. You're going to keep playing football and go to the Canadian Football League, so we wish you congratulations on signing a contract with the BC Lions. What's in the immediate future with you and your professional football career? Uh, you know, I don't know exactly. I, uh, I'm just really excited to get back to playing ball. I was not ready by any means to you know, call it a career and be done. Um, I still had a strong desire to continue playing ball, uh, to continue preparing the way I have and training the way I have in the off season. Um, I wasn't ready for my NFL time to end, but you know, circumstances—that's the way it played out. So I just am happy that I have an opportunity to continue playing. Well, whatever it may be, I'm just excited for an opportunity. I'm not sure exactly. I've, I've spoken with their coaches once, um, with some of their front office guys when I made, you know, the sign, like signed the contract. But, uh, you know, in a few weeks, I'll get to go up there, meet with the coaches. Um, I'm, I'm just excited for the opportunity. I, uh, like, like I said, I just had still a strong desire to continue playing ball. I was not ready to hang them up. Uh, my family's ready for another adventure. We kind of got used to that. We were kind of riding a crazy roller coaster. Felt like if it wasn't a coach switching or getting fired, it was us going to a different team. And <laughs> although it was extremely frustrating for those six years, most of the time, there were a lot of things that we did enjoy about it, and we're just excited for another opportunity to have a little adventure in our life and see where the game of football can take us this time. John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, have you talked to Ben Cahoon at all, uh, longtime Montreal Alouette and uh, the Jerry Rice of the CFL? <laughs> you know, Ben's actually been a guy that I have talked to a ton because this last offseason um, I had some NFL teams that – had contacted my agent, you know, hey, just want to make sure John's still staying in shape because he's on our short list for if we have injuries to our starter or backup, he's a guy that we want to bring in. And, but I knew, well, if I don't get on a team, that's when you all of a sudden have to make a decision. If I don't get on a team this season, am I going to be done or are there other options? And I had some Canadian teams that had reached out to me and one of them had my rights. And so 
Ben was a guy that I immediately contacted and have spent a lot of time, you know, asking questions about the Canadian Football League. Ben, tell me what it's like. Tell me what you do. Tell me this and that. Like, do you have connections here? Ben has been a huge resource for me in uh, communicating with CFL teams because he has just, he's so well known up there. Every single team knows Ben. Every general manager knows Ben. And I had a lot of teams that, uh, you know, when talking to them would, you know, hey, do you know Ben Cahoon? And it was an instant way to make a connection and Ben would then call the general manager, hey, if you guys are interested in John, I can say things about him. So Ben's been an awesome asset and a good friend to me during this period. Talking with John Beck on BYU Sports Nation. John, I only have two requests now. One, if Jeremy and I ever come to British Columbia, that you show us around. And two, that you as an intramural bocce champion teach us how to be champions in the bocce, uh, the world of bocce. Is, is that a deal? You and Dennis and Austin in the IPF back in the day. Right. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't me, guys. That was Max. But I still am a really good bocce player. You guys got the... the, the oh, trio, that was Max. Wrong BYU Max. quarterback bocce player. That's all right. I'll smoke all those dudes in bocce. <laughs> no the, the competitor still comes out. It doesn't matter if it's bocce ball. Exactly. John, great to talk to you again. Good luck in Canada, and uh, we'll see you down the road soon. All right. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you. What is your bold prediction for BYU this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSM. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. And okay, let's start with let's start with uh, crazy kook fanatic Pat Hammond, one of our our great listeners, our devoted listeners. She says, "Jerem wears makeup." I do not. <laughs> no, no, like may, may, that's her. It, it's a question. Like that could that could that be a bold prediction? I think that's a very bold prediction. I don't think that's in reference to the Twitter question. I think it's just straight question. Fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you upset y. now? No, I'm are not you upset. About why would I be upset? I don't know. At rocking the why. Kyle Collinsworth gets the elusive triple-double. He's guaranteed us that he will still get it this season. We've gotten a lot of guarantees on this show. People are going to pay him off because I'm wearing my white pants and I'm feeling good. What is the different about, uh, different about these BYU-LMU teams this time around? BYU assistant Mark Pope tells us next. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Las Vegas, live from the Orleans Arena. You are listening to us on BYU Radio and watching us on BYU TV simulcast number two. Not only that, you can get it pretty much whenever you want it. That's exactly right. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch hashtag BYUSN on BYUtv.org slash DVR or listen on BYURadio.org slash BYU Sports Nation. You can hear Gonzaga... Warming up behind us on the court, the number one women's team will open their tournament play today later tonight. BYU takes on the 10-seed Pepperdine. All four women's quarterfinal games will be broadcast live on BYU TV today. We'll be joined shortly by BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope. Ask him about the matchup with LMU. He was scouting the Lions last night, who, by the way, are, are a team that just find a way to win in Las Vegas. They were the Cinderella story last year. They and won three games before they yeah. met up with, uh, I believe it was Gonzaga, and fell. But They gave Gonzaga all they could handle through three quarters of that game. Yeah, resilient. Beat Portland last night. BYU now matches up with LMU. A team that BYU split with. BYU was a very different team December 28th when they played LMU as opposed to when they played them in Provo. BYU uh, crushed the Lions. I expect BYU to play well tonight. But like you said, LMU, there's something that's been magical for yeah, them what in is this it? tournament. What, they still, the have, their point, they still have their point guard, Anthony, Anthony Ireland. Ireland's really good. Evan Payne was awesome last night. 
Stover was good. I mean, they have a good team, despite some injuries. Other top headlines this morning. How about the no-hitter from Colton Mahoney? Puts BYU baseball on the map number three on SportsCenter's top ten. We welcome in the second guest today, BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope, former national champion, now working specifically with the BYU Bigs, the young BYU Bigs, Eric Mika, Luke Worthington, and, and Nate Austin, the rebounder. Coach, welcome back to the show. Did, did you happen to see that BYU baseball no-hitter on SportsCenter last night? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. That that, that is so big time. What a great week for our baseball team with the, the win over the Utes and then the no-hitters. It's beautiful. The royal blue jerseys caught fire. When is BYU basketball going to break out the royal blue uniforms? I, that is that is chock full of controversy. I can't. I can't approach that. <laughs> Fair enough. Mark Pope on BYU Sports Nation with us today. We've been asking people to make bold predictions on Twitter today for BYU basketball or any BYU sport for that matter this weekend. What is your bold prediction for BYU basketball or BYU sports in general this weekend? Well, I think we're going to win every game we play. I mean, I, th- I think that's that's how you approach it. So uh, I guess my prediction is always, always that, that we're going to get a win. Uh, we just need to go on the floor and perform. BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope, also former Newport High School great in Seattle area, joins us on BYU Sports Nation. You've had some good contributions uh, down the stretch from Nate Austin, who be, finishes number two in the conference in rebounding. Eric Mika had a good freshman season. Luke Worthington has proven that he can come in and be a starter and chew up a few minutes for, before Eric, Eric gets in there. What kind of progress have you seen from your bigs this season? I think the most exciting thing about about those guys is, is that they're they kind of have found an identity with each other. Um, you know, I think that you know, just for example, kind of Luke's emergence is, is you know proven ability now to give us some good quality minutes. It, it helps Eric in a lot of ways. One is it just helps him relax. He doesn't feel like he has to carry you know the load for every minute of every game. Um, it, it helps us kind of divvy up fouls, which is a big thing for us. Um, you know, Josh Sharp has given us huge minutes. Nate has been a has, has been a great contest. So all those guys are, I think, they feel comfortable with each other with what they bring to the table uh, when they're in the game, and then they know when they sit down on the bench that the, the, the guy behind them is going to is going to you know perform his job too. So they've been really good for each other. BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope joining us on BYU Sports Nation. You scouted Loyola Marymount in person last night, got a good look at the Lions. It's been a while uh, since you've played them. What did you see last night that maybe gives you concerns as you approach the 2-10 game on Saturday? Well, they have two players that um, can, can basically get done what they want to get done on the floor. Um, Anthony Ireland's been doing it for four years now, and and Evan Payne is a, is a really, really talented freshman, um, and those guys are capable of doing a lot of things. Um, you know, they can kind of create, not kind of, they can definitely create their, their own shot when they want to create their own shot. Um, with teams like that, with players like that, you know, you have to be as solid as you can defensively and, and make them make difficult shots. Um, and, and, you know, usually if you make them take enough difficult shots and percentages to go down, but they're two really talented players. They're surrounded by a good supporting cast. Um, as a team, their personality is to be the aggressor. 
when they're the aggressor, they, they win. When they're the aggressor offensively, when they get you on your heels defensively, they're really good. And when they get you on your heels offensively, they press and trap and try and junk things up and change things. When they're the aggressor, they're a really good team. So, so probably our biggest personality challenge tomorrow is to make sure that in every phase of the game that we're the aggressor, that we're dictating the tempo, that we're, 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 we're kind of the, the team that's trying to make the most aggressive plays. Mark Pope is on BYU Sports Nation, played in the NBA for the Pacers and Nuggets. Mark, uh, I tweeted a picture of you guarding Kobe Bryant a moment ago. Do you remember that moment? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think I know the picture that you're talking about. Um, I've actually I've seen that several times. It's interesting. If you look closely, uh, you can see the fear in Kobe's eyes. If he sees that I've switched on to him. He actually looked and, like uh, he's looking around and saying, who is this guy guarding me? That's more of the look. <laughs> yeah, hey, when I played in the league, there were a lot of guys that said that. It, it was actually really fun, so George Carl loved it because he would put me in the game and, and uh, there'd be no scout on me and nobody, you know, everyone would be kind of in a frenzy, like, who is this dude and what do we need to do? It was perfect. <laughs> That's fantastic insight. A former NBA guy, captain of the national champion Kentucky basketball team in 1996, and BYU assistant coach Mark Pope on with BYU Sports Nation. We've asked all the coaches and all the players about the turnaround for BYU, why this team was able to go 8-1 and in the back half of conference play. In your mind, what has been the single biggest difference for the success of this team late in the season as they've been peaking? I think... Uh... It's interesting because we have a we have some somewhere between a young and a new team. It's it's kind of some interesting mix of those guys, and and I think probably the the most important thing is that we have um, gained a sense of the urgency of each possession. We're still in a learning process there. That's something that every team is trying to learn, and it you know the great teams, the really good teams. That's something that they come to. You know, they come to really understand and, and, and the value of every possession. And I think our guys are, are, are increasingly, if you just gauge them on percentages of the, you know, 135 possessions in a game, our percentages of, of being totally locked in uh, for each possession is increased. And when you have a team that starts to value every possession and understand uh, the urgency of every possession, they play better. And I think that's been uh, a, a, a key factor for our guys is that learning curve, kind of learning that, how valuable that is. Former Columbia medical student Mark Pope is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, hey, I love the shout-outs, guys. You guys got me a Newport High School shout-out. That is yes. beautiful. <laughs> He's you the sh- doctor. You should have heard it with Steve Young. It was uh, it was great. He went middle school on us, too. It was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get some updates on uh, some of the guys uh, with injuries. Uh, Kyle Collins with knee and Luke uh, Worthington's shoulder. I, you know, listen. We got a lot of guys that are a little bit banged up, but at this point in the season, that's what you expect because guys are playing hard. Um, I think, I think, top to bottom, everybody on the team feels pretty good about um, being able to play through whatever aches and pains they have. And so, you know, we're excited about that. You know, we, we've we've seen some teams that have lost a, a, a number of players, and we're fortunate not to be in that situation right now. Mark Popon with BYU Sports Nation. So much goes into the dynamic of preparing for a conference tournament, and it so happens that your schedule worked out that you have played one game now in 13 days. You, you play on Saturday, but it, you've had a lot of rest. Do you 
do you prefer having the rest at this point of the season, or when you're rolling, do you just want to play games back to back to back? Well, you, you never want to get out of rhythm. You know that's that's important. Uh, you know one of the, the interesting things about this about having a buy is a buy is a little bit of a double edged sword because you know you're 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 facing a team that's already played a game uh, on this gym floor in the tournament, right? Which is always it just is a double-edged sword. One, you, you get the rest. The two, you haven't been on the floor. You haven't felt the arena. You haven't kind of heard the floor, you know, done that whole deal. Um, I think the 13 days have been really good for us. Uh, we did have some guys that were banged up. Uh, we did have some fatigue issues. You know, think about a guy like Kyle Collinsworth, who spent the last two years, you know, chopping around in the snow in, in Russia, uh, you know, for him to make it through this season uh, a little bit of rest here and there has been really good for him. So so I think it's been good for us, and, and you know, we just need to come out and, and make sure that we're really sharp for this first game tomorrow. Mark Pope, great to have you on the show. Former Turkish basketball star as well, not to mention uh, Indiana Pacer and Denver Nugget. Uh, great stuff as always. Good luck tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you in the near future. Guys, yeah, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks, Pope. What is your bold BYU prediction for this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN at J underscore Parker 521. It says, my bold prediction isn't about Jerem's need of a haircut. It's that Mika will have 15 <laughs> points and 15 rebounds, five blocks tomorrow afternoon. That would be a career afternoon for Eric Mika. That would be, yeah, that would be mon- a I, monster. I'm, I'm worried about afternoon. my makeup. You're, you're getting some attention for your haircut. You can't cut Do that thing until, until BYU, if... Like, if BYU doesn't lose, you cannot cannot cut your hair. I'm not planning on cutting Good. it for like a month Don't anyway. Don't do it. Don't so do it. this is not an issue. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fair enough. Maybe Devin Mahina's uh, wife has haircut uh, tips, too. Makeup for you, haircut for me. Hey, I've, got the, I've got the football wives in my corner. J- uh, Jason Beck, BYU uh, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Uh, his wife, Jamie Beck, just said Spencer. Former I, women's soccer All-American. Yeah, I've got, yeah, former women's, women's soccer All-American at BYU. said, I got you covered if you need makeup help. So now I have, now I have two people in my corner. Good for you. I'm feeling, you know? I'm feeling really, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'm so glad that this is going out across uh, live we, TV listen, and live radio. Listen, we've talked way too much about makeup on the show today. This is crazy. Way too much. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Hey, it is what it is, right? This is real life. This is real life, I didn't Jeremy. know it was real life until we got here today. You're on TV. At We're some- also on the radio. I know. I'm just saying. No, I'm talking about volleyball. You're on TV when you call volleyball. How have you never worn makeup? I don't know. It's worked. You know what shines? The sun. That is very yeah, true. That I is haven't very needed true. it. I want to talk about something that Mark Pope said in, in terms of the rest. Because I'm, I'm a guy that's, that thinks, if, I feel like BYU is playing so well right now, it does not matter that they have a break. I got, well, I, we'll it, find out tomorrow if they're rusty or not. Because I, there's always that conversation. But I think that with momentum, you want to play games. Of course you want to play games, but I feel like they're, they're the team to beat. doesn't matter regardless. Last time BYU faced Long Beach State in volleyball, Jerem said they're going to win. Bold prediction. Taylor Sander had 24 kills. What can you expect from the All-American tonight? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars open their conference tournament run tomorrow in the quarterfinals against Loyola Marymount, who was victorious last night. BYU Sports Nation continues from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Simulcast number two on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're worldwide. 
And there are, there are a ton of ways you can get involved in this show. That's right. BYUradio.org, the iPhone, iPad app for BYU Radio and BYU TV, by the way. BYU TV also available on Roku and, of course, online, BYUtv.org. BYU All-American Volleyball player Taylor Sander is dominating right now on the MPSF and worldwide on the volleyball scene. His Cougars are ranked number two in the country. They take on number three Long Beach State. Taylor, we've been asking all of our Twitter followers what their bold prediction is for BYU sports this weekend. Jerem says his bold prediction is that BYU is going to continue the role. They're going to beat Long Beach State on the road. What is, is, is that bold, Taylor? Yeah, I guess. Is, is that bold enough for you, Taylor? You know, it's not it's not too bold. Um, I think we've prepared for for this game really well, and and um, we're super excited to be here in Long Beach, and you know, to to show Long Beach what we got. Taylor Sander on BYU Sports Nation. How about this? How about if if I say as a bold prediction, BYU sweeps Long Beach State on the road? Is that's that's taking it up a notch, isn't it? You know, I think we got it in us, and uh, if we play well and we we. We slowed down Taylor Crabb and a couple of their big guys, and uh, we have a good chance of doing that. But you know, we just gotta we just gotta play our game and and do what we know how to do. And they've got to slow down you as well. And the interesting dynamic there is, you mentioned Taylor Crabb. You played beach volleyball with Taylor Crabb. You're good friends with him. How's that dynamic playing with a good friend across the net in a meaningful match like this tonight? You know, it's it's fun. We've been playing together for years now, and. Uh, you know, we respect each other, and, you know, we just battle out there, and it's fun, you know, talking crap to him and, and just <laughs> making some eye contact. And, you know, it's it's all fun, and, and it's always it's always fun playing Taylor Crabb. Taylor Sander, All-American Volleyball Player for BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Your team is 12-1 in conference play. You got off to that slow start, 0-2. How have you been able to keep things rolling this late into the season? You know, we've been just getting better every week, and uh, I think last weekend was was a good uh, weekend for us. We were able to sweep Pepperdine and USC, which was huge. And uh, you know, guys like like Matt Underwood and Tim Daubert and Carson have just been battling at the opposite position, and and you know they've come into matches and just been stepping up. And so the the work that we're putting in in practice has really been uh, paying off for us uh, on the weekend. Taylor Sanders on BYU Sports Nation's former Norco high school star. Did you expect to be 12-1 and after 13 matches in conference play after losing guys like Russ Levi, a middle blocker, uh, Ryan Boyce, etc., and Ben Patch, a first-team All-American at opposite? That's been the big surprising thing to me, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great season so far, and I don't think any of us expected this, but, you know, we're working as hard as, I've ever worked here at, at my time here at BYU. So, you know, the guys that we're putting together out on the floor is, is really just gelling, and, and we've been able to grind through a lot of fifth set matches. And so, I mean, just being able to pull out wins like that just shows the character of our team. Taylor, you and your team are really fun to watch. It's an aesthetically pleasing sport. You you kill the ball. I don't know how it doesn't explode sometimes coming off your hand. And your vertical is crazy. What is your vertical leap? You know, it's a, it's above 40 inches and <laughs> you know, I'm trying to trying to get that up a little bit, but uh you know, it, it's it's mostly natural. I got to thank my parents for that one. They're both uh, high leapers and so 
I, I see a lot of genetics in that one. You need to be in the dunk contest next year during Boom Shakalaka. Well, he, you were, you were, but your grandparents went on a mission, so you were gone. But let let's figure that out. You know what? Taylor's going to be playing professionally in Europe yep. next year, right? Yep. Yep. So maybe I don't know. Yeah, if you guys want to fly me out, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> try to do it. Uh, it would it would be uh, worth it with a with a forty plus inch vertical. I'm just saying. We were trying to hook that up for Boom Shakalaka. Yep. Taylor, great to have you. Good luck against you know, Long Beach State. I would have I would have loved being in that dunk contest. Yeah, we would have loved it. We too. talked months before yeah. about it, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. But Taylor, we appreciate the time. Good luck against Long Beach State tonight and Northridge tomorrow. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Taylor. What is your bold prediction for BYU this weekend? Keep your responses coming. Hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to some more of those answers after the break. Taylor, Taylor Sander, when, when you watch his highlights, how do you not get excited about the experience of watching BYU volleyball play? It's fun. Like Obviously, I'm biased as the, side. as the men's volleyball play-by-play. I've had... I'm going to say the privilege of watching that. It's been so fun. If you missed it, it's great. Irvine and UC San Diego next week on BYU TV. Two live games, two more chances to see the best volleyball player in all the land. The Cougar Whip Around hits next. It's loaded. No hitters and all that stuff. Plus today's Rise and Shout and more of your tweets. You're watching BYU Sports Nation and listening on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation simulcast continues on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You know what time it is? Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Today the Cougars fly into Las Vegas. They'll practice in preparation for LMU tomorrow at about, at about 5 Eastern time on BYU TV. Women's basketball. Ladies got next. Today, the second-seeded women's team plays 10-seed Pepperdine at around 5 Eastern in a quarterfinal matchup live on BYU TV. BYU won both regular season games by double digits. Baseball. For just the seventh time in BYU history and the first time in 25 years, a Cougar pitcher threw a no-hitter. It was Colton Mahoney yesterday at Nichols State. Two walks, 11 strikeouts, and the number three play on SportsCenter's top 10. Men's volleyball. Second-ranked BYU plays a huge match tonight at third-ranked Long Beach State. The Cougars beat the beach in Provo earlier this season. The Cougars will also play at Northridge tomorrow. Rugby. The back-to-back national champion rugby team plays its second home game tomorrow against the only team who's defeated the Cougars in the regular season in a long time, St. Mary's. Three Eastern tomorrow at Southfield. You can watch it online. Info's on BYURugby.com. Softball. BYU lost 5-3 at number 17 Stanford yesterday in the Stanford-Louisville Slugger Classic. Louisville. Louisville. The Cougars play Portland State and North Dakota State today starting at 1 Eastern. Tennis. Louisville. The men are at number 56 New Mexico. <laughs> yep, they rank that high today and play number 41 Texas Tech tomorrow. The women's team hosts San Francisco tomorrow in Provo. Number 56 and number 41, that's intense. It's, it's a big weekend for tennis. It's Friday. We've had another entertaining week of interviews, and our best sounds of the week will start with U.S. Olympian and the so-dubbed Luge Coog, Kate Hansen. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me once again. You guys you know you're my favorite. She won MVP of volleyball and MVP of basketball. And first-team All-American in both sports. Yeah, and you tell wow. me another athlete in our conference 
that's going to do that. Sean, is everything in your life still awesome? Hashtag the Lego movie. Yes, I, I dropped that out on Saturday during the uh, Wichita <laughs> game because everything from Wichita, Kansas is awesome. He's been so good in embracing his role. And if you ask Matt right now, he'd probably tell you, yeah, I'd much rather start. But he'd also tell you, I'd much rather have our team winning. Just go out there and have fun, bring passion, bring energy and uh, excitement, and know the guys, let the guys know that you're ready for another year, and uh, you know set a high expectation and let them know what it's going to take for them to be great. It's a big honor. I, I found out at practice, and Coach Rose kind of told everyone the award uh, for the conference, and um, I, I owe a lot of that credit to my teammates and coaches. So. Cool deal. If you win the West Coast Conference Tournament after you cut down the nets, I'm demanding that you do the moonwalk on the Orleans Arena floor. Is that a deal? <laughs> All right, deal. You heard Great the man. St- it's a deal. Great stuff. Tuesday it's, down there. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I might just do it with him. Who gets our rising shout today? Easy. Colton Mahoney, BYU baseball. throws a no-hitter. Seventh in school history, first in 25 years, number three play on SportsCenter, money. boy, Colton Mahoney. Next week's guests include West Coast Conference Commissioner Jamie Zaninovich. He is a member of the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. An important guy. He doesn't have any say in how many West Coast Conference teams will get in for obvious reasons. He has to reasons. leave the room yes, when they talk yes. about West Coast Conference. But he is a really entertaining guest. The guy has fantastic insight. More coverage and guests from the West Coast Conference Tournament as well. Uh, you know what? Bold predictions. Let's keep it rolling. At World Trade Man, he says, I predict three guys will score 20-plus points in tomorrow's game against LMU. Wow. Guess who three? they will be. I don't know. You tell me. Who are they going to be? We could guess. Collinsworth, Hawes, Mika. Graham Pingree, Andrew Johnston, yep. and Josh Sharp. No. Those are my three guys. <laughs> okay. At I Do Rock the Y, BYU Baseball keeps the camera for one more day and gets the sweep. Yeah, I think they sweep Nickel State. At Brett Parker 6, BYU beats Gonzaga twice on the way to two conference championships. That would be legit. I like that. I like that one. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Mark Pope, John Beck, Taylor Sander, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. If you missed any of today's show, you don't need to worry. Episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org every afternoon and at BYUtv. Dot org slash DVR. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. You have just listened to a Friday Vegas edition of BYU Sports Nation.